Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Warning. This podcast may contain strong language. Guilty verdict. Hello. Are you ready? The state versus Richard Alexander Murdoch defendant. Indictment for murder. Verdict guilty. This is the Zipperlon Entertainment Podcast. Guilty verdict. Alec Murdoch sitting with a very straight face as he prepares to hear uh, the jury's decision. www.zipperlineent.com. Guilty verdict. having been found guilty Here of is your host, two counts Rick of murder Ryan. involving your wife and your son, two counts of possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. The burden now comes upon the court to impose a sentence. Hello, I am Rick Ryan and this is the Zipperline Entertainment Podcast. Thanks for joining me. On this episode, I'm going to be telling you a story about a prominent family from South Carolina. It's the Murdaws. And I'll simply title this episode, The Murdaw Murders. But first, don't forget to check out the website. Sign up for the newsletter. ZipperlineENT.com And let's go check out some top stories. Some uh, top stories. TikTok bill ban. Trying to ban TikTok in the country. If they ban TikTok in the country, it's already been banned on every federal personal phone, every federal employee's personal items TikTok cannot be a part of. As well as a lot of states are cracking down and doing the same thing. No state employees are able to have TikTok on their phones. Um, it's, it's slowly, but it targets more than just social media. That's the thing. They put a TikTok ban out there. They put a bill out there. The bill will read the bait. They'll tell you the basics, but all the other hidden stuff is crazy. VPNs will be illegal now. Um, you can get up to 20 years in prison and $1 million fines for having any TikTok or VPNs downloaded on your phone. I know my phone's an iPhone. I've got a VP, VPN button. Uh, that's crazy. I don't know. Can't have any privacy. Bunch of whack jobs. And then whack jobs ruin it. And then these guys don't know how to figure it out. So they, they just take it. It's easier that way. I'm going to start this by starting at the point where I learned about the Murdaws. And for me, it starts with Alex's youngest son, Paul Murdaugh. And to understand the big picture, I'll explain a little bit of history about the Murdaws, their power and their influence down in Hampton, South Carolina. Alex Murdaugh, an attorney in Hampton... And in the community with his power and influence came from three generations of Murdaugh, Murdaugh's holding public office of solicitor in South Carolina. Uh, dates all the way back to uh, Randolph Murdaugh, 1920 to 1940. These are all public elected office. 1920 to 1940 was the original Randolph Murdaugh, 
or Randolph Murdoch. Second was Randolph Murdoch Jr., 1940 to 1986. And the third, yep, you guessed it, Randolph, third, 1986 to 2006, for 14th Circuit Solicitor. That's 86 years back-to-back that the Murdoughs ran that area. And now we got Alex Murdoch. Alex Murdoch married his college sweetheart, Maggie. And they had two sons, Buster and Paul. They had 1,700-acre estate with two private islands. And the public opinions about Alex and fam, well, as far as Alex, mixed opinions. Some opinions, that some things that came out were uh, he inherited the red hair, the last name, but definitely not the talent. And so we begin with the first big story that's still unsolved as of today. A mysterious death of a young man named Stephen Smith, 19. On July 8, 2015, a juvenile, Stephen Smith, was found on the side of the road near the Murdoughs with a wound to the head. Rumors about the Murdoughs started, but most assumed nothing would come of it. In that community, they were pretty much untouchable. So yeah, like I said, I've stayed unsolved. Now I'll move on to Paul, the youngest son. Paul came with a little bit of problems. At one time, he had a young lady named Morgan Dottie. They became, I guess, boyfriend and girlfriend, but it didn't last too long. Morgan didn't like it when Paul would drink. Allegedly, it turned violent, and nobody liked it. So, their relationship ended, but they remained friends, friendly, towards each other. Um, another friend is a Connor Cook, a longtime friend, along with Cook's cousin, Anthony Cook. Anthony was in a fresh, loving, giddy little relationship with a, another young lady named Mallory Beach. And Mallory was best friends with a Miley Altman and a Morgan Dottie. And a Morgan Dottie, as I said, and Paul Murdoch had a relationship but remained friendly. But all three of the girls were little besties. So these kids hung out often. None of them were pleased around Paul's alleged drinking problems and... They said his his eyes would glaze over once once he started drinking, and uh, he would use his hands in a real weird way. It's, it was almost like he was talking, but he's he has to use his hands to speak. But it was in a weird, weird way. Little did I know, on Paul, Connor, Anthony, Mallory, Miley, and Morgan had a night of fun planned: go out drinking, party, and have a good time. Anthony and Mallory were well, still fresh in love and fresh young relationship. Just normal as a teen. Go out and have a great time. Or not maybe not normal, but unheard of. Not unheard of. Go out, drink, and have a good time. So they all headed to a convenience store or gas station. And Paul went in. They were driving a white Ford pickup, towing a boat. And they were just up at the convenience store. A security camera ended up seeing... Paul on there, purchasing a couple cases of beer, showed ID, cashier didn't even look at it, she just scans it, hands it back, he pays, they leave, on the way out, he's walking through the parking lot, holding up the beer, like, hey guys, I got it, here it is, here's the beer. So, next, they decided they were going to take the boat, cruise the river, to where they had to go, so they could dock the boat, due to the fact that Paul's connections allowed him to, you know, he was able to find out that they were performing sobriety checkpoints or they would be performing them uh, on roadside. So they decided the smart thing to do would be to take the boat in and out, 
Nobody knows anything. So, due to the boat's Garmin navigation system, it, it gives a nice little timeline of the events. At 8 p.m., the boat had arrived at a party off the river at Oyster Roast. They stayed there. At 12 midnight, the six boarded the boat, headed toward downtown Buford Day Dock. Connor and Paul wanted to go stop in at uh, Luther's to have a quick drink. 1.15 a.m., the security camera on the, off the docks see them all walking back towards the boat. Anthony Cook and Mallory Beach were seen kind of hanging back together. Like I said, all giddy and holding hands and just, just being little teenagers in love. Paul was walking by himself, doing really weird things with his hands. More of that came in fit like a glove. <laughs> Definitely pretty weird stuff with his hands. Anyway, um, talk it with your hands in a way, but with slow motion, and then just add some creepy to it, I guess. I don't know. That's my impression of it, anyway. Anthony and Mallory continued to playfully horse around, and eventually went and got on the boat. Little did they know, the rest of the boat ride home from here was going to change their lives forever. So, Paul's driving the boat, and he starts doing donuts and just screwing around. And everyone in the boat pretty much complained, begging him, just, will you let Connor drive? Just let Connor drive, stuff's going around, we need to get back home, it's late, let's just let someone else drive. If not Connor, let somebody else. Well, Paul would allegedly leave the wheel to go argue, and Connor would stand in next to him, so he'd have to take over, he took over the wheel, while Paul took his brakes to just walk away from the wheel, and go argue. Allegedly ended up slapping Miley, because... He was upset that she did not stick up for him while everybody was complaining that you're too drunk to take to drive, just let somebody else drive. So he said, nobody's driving my fucking boat, it's my boat, and the only one that's driving it is me. Slams up the accelerator of the throttle, now the boat goes up, they're cruising, they're cruising. Miley said she'd seen the bridge, but it was too late. The boat hit the pillars under the bridge, launched everyone off the boat. Police were called. And Hampton County Sheriff Stephen Domino was the first one on the scene. Everybody was accounted for except for one. That one would be Mallory Beach. She was missing. Officers immediately put out a call to bring in a search party. One person's missing. Anthony was standing by the squad car. Refusing to leave, didn't want to leave without Mallory. Wanted to go, wanted just to stay there. Need to find Mallory, need to find Mallory, obviously. Rightfully so. Sheriff calms him down a little bit. So the next, Anthony sees a person walking up from the ditch, from the river, and it's Paul. And Paul has like a smiling, smirking expression on his face, does not sit well with this Anthony. Anthony just loses it and wants to go after him. And what the fuck are you smiling for, you sick fuck? Mallory's missing. And then after that, Anthony asks the uh, deputy, deputy officer, whatever, if he knows a Alex Murdoch. And he says, yeah. And Anthony continues to say, well, that's his son. And he says, yeah. And he says, good luck. And then Anthony indicated that Paul couldn't be touched. So they end up getting transported to the hospital to get checked out, get things fixed. The girls had severe cuts all over their fingers. Their bones were showing. It was pretty, pretty gruesome. Connor ended up getting launched through the corner of the windshield since he was standing next to Paul. And bottom teeth went through his bottom lip, below his lip. 
And he had a huge cut from pretty much his jaw to probably corner of his mouth. That's pretty bad. Anyway, they went to the hospital to get checked out. There's a, um, I guess, uh, an officer there that's in charge of the investigation, going to figure out what's going on. Before he reaches any of the children, or the kids, children, before he reaches any of these kids, Alex Murdaugh, the one and only Alex Murdaugh himself, shows up, and he's making his rounds explains to every, everyone involved that just don't say nothing, it'll be fine, just don't say nothing, it'll be fine. It's Connor, how you doing? Okay, great. Just don't say anything to them about driving, just just leave it alone, it'll be fine, you're going to be safe, just don't worry about it, you're going to be okay. Connor's like, well, no shit, I'm going to be okay, I'm not the, I wasn't the one driving. They're all pissed off, he did not mention her name, he did not ask about her, he didn't give an update, nothing about Mallory. Just focused on don't say nothing, don't talk, and told, told Connor not to say anything about driving, just leave it alone, I'm here for you. Well, the kids knew that somebody should call Mallory's family, none of them wanted to make the call. I believe they're probably assuming or hoping and praying that nobody would have to make the call, that she would be fine, whatever. But nobody had called for a whole day till um, February 24th, February 24th, called Lynn. Lynn is Mallory's aunt, saying they can't find Mallory. They searched, the search party searched for eight days. On the eighth day, there was finally some positive news-ish that at least they had found Mallory. Five miles away from the bridge where the accident was. They say she hit the pillar, got knocked out, and as she was unconscious, she drowned. Family, friends, volunteers, law enforcement, everybody was a part of the search party for eight days. None of these kids really had any contact with Paul. After that, Paul did show up at Mallory's funeral. One month after Mallory's family, after she was found, Mallory's family uh, filed a wrongful death lawsuit on some of the Murdoch family. Paul remained untouched until the next year on Mallory's birthday. Charges were filed against Paul. They all assumed that untouchable, he's untouchable, Alex is, he's, he's untouchable, it's Alex's son, he's untouchable. But one year later on her birthday, they got news that they are charging him. So, time, a small win. In Connor's deposition, he said the morning of the crash, he held back from telling everyone he wasn't driving because of the Murdoch influence. After the boat crash at the hospital, they didn't need to tell anyone who was driving the boat. The hospital security guard also said that he heard Alex on the phone talking to his wife, boy's mom. First call, he's all right, I don't know. Okay, I love you. Second call, he is fine, I don't know. She's gone, don't worry. I don't know, she's gone. Call you later, love you, bye. Obviously, Alex's goals were goal number one, get his little shithead Paul out of trouble. At the hospital, Paul's behavior... Gave the hospital suspicion to test his blood alcohol levels. Several hours after the crash, it was, they tested him, and it was still three times over the legal limit of an adult. Nobody involved ever thought Paul was going to get charged because of the family power. Well, it was two months after the boat crash. On Mallory's 20th birthday, Paul was charged with three felony counts, and two of the three were boating under the influence, causing the death of Mallory Beach. And third one uh, is unclear. Paul pled, pled not guilty, $50,000 bond. Did not spend one minute in jail. His mugshot shows him wearing his corny plaid shirt and still got the same dumb look on his face. One year later, Paul did get a speeding ticket while towing, towing the boat. 
And two years after the charges were filed, those three felonies were filed, still nothing. There was no court date set. On June 7th, 2021, this is where the prominent South Carolina legal family that has all the power, that's Teflon and nothing sticks to him, takes a little bit of a turn. And I'd like to add, there is an additional suspicious Murdoch family death comes to light. This one was in 1940. July 18th, 1940, Randolph Murdoch Sr. was on his way home from friends when his car mysteriously stopped on a railroad track. Uh, Murdoch Sr. had an unknown illness at the time. Later, the operator of the train had said he'd seen the driver of the automobile waving at him as the train was right about to hit him. The body was found about 100 feet from the tracks. So maybe, I don't know, there's a little bit of um, little murder mayhem going on upstairs. <laughs> so we all know Alex Murda, sentenced to prison, never getting out. He might fi- probably file an appeal, he probably already did, doesn't really matter. I don't believe he's, it's going to help him at all. He wasn't a very great actor in the 911 call in court. I think he fucked himself. We do have some audio. The guard thought it was funny. Took some audio of when they put him in the cell. And he sent it out. I don't know why he sent it to me. Who knows? So, But um, this is... Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of that. And It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When he gets put in a cell, he sees that his cellmate is a huge 300-pound dude. He's just ripped. And um, so, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll play that audio real quick for you, and you can let me know what you think, and um, then we'll continue on. After that, there will be a, uh, Alex Murdoch's June 7, 2021, 911 call. And following that, I have um, the first officer on scene's body cam audio. And well, here's just here's just the audio of when he was introduced to his cellmate. Check it out. Hello. Hey, sweetheart. Bring your white flowing ass over here. Hello. You gonna be the husband and you gonna be the wife. Say what? Um, no thank you. Are you gonna be the husband or are you gonna be the wife? Listen, I don't wanna be either. I just wanna do my time, man. I just wanna do my time. I'm going to ask you, you white-ass one more time. Are you going to be the husband or are you going to be the wife? Shit. Shit. If I'm the husband, I give it. If I'm the wife, I take it. Fuck. I'll be the husband. Good. <laughs> now we got that out of the way. Come suck your wife's dick. 
Come here, baby. It ain't gonna hurt for long. My ready to bitch down. Take it. Take it. You gonna love it. I do apologize for that graphic little audio clip. I never know what's going to come out of Alex, his mouth or his ass, to be honest with you. Yeah, let's continue on with the story. Here is the 911 call on June 7th, 2020. Well, what had happened was... Oh, 
gonna know. <laughs> Maggie, Maggie and Paul. Yes, ma'am. Hour and a half ago, probably two hours ago. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> approximately, yes, ma'am, approximately. No, I talked to her in person. Them keys, hurry. Nobody. They're not. Neither one of them. 942 I'm going back to my house just to get a gun just in case. I'm about 100 yards from my house. <clears throat> ma'am, I, I, not, not particularly, really, no, ma'am. I will not do that. He's been being threatened by my son had a book sex. He's been being threatened for months and months and months. He's been hit several times and should finally. It's too many. Just hold the phone. One second. My son knows. And my son knows. I have another son now. All right, I'm going back down there. June 7th, 2021, 22 hours, 13 minutes, 58 seconds. Are they close, ma'am? Yeah, they're, they've been around with you ever since you've got on the phone with me. I have multiple people coming out there to you. <laughs> this is a cold running phone. Yes, I've I already touched and trying to get a, um to see if they were breathing. Oh. Um, yes, ma'am. Oh. Ma'am, I'm going to call. I, I need to call some of my family. Oh, this. Absolutely. I do. Okay. 22. Central Sub 117 is secure. Got a Whiskey Fox, Whiskey Mike, both gunshot wounds to the head. Sir, I want to let you know because of the scene, I do. I did go get a gun and bring okay. it down here. It's in your vehicle. It, I just you have any guns on you at all? Leaning, no, sir. It's leaning okay. up against the side of my car. Okay. You're you're fine, man. You're fine. Turn around for me. I don't have any. Okay. Yes, sir. I see that. Okay. This is your wife and son. And son. Okay. It's bad. It's bad. Check the pulses. Yes, sir. <laughs> This is the firearm you brought from inside the house? Sir, yes, sir. I went and get, this is a long story. My son was in a boat wreck a, a few months back. He's okay. been getting threats. Most of it's been benign stuff we didn't take serious. Okay. Um, you know, he, he's been getting, like, punched. <laughs> um, I know that's somebody, I know that's what it is. Okay. When did you get home? Right, um, right when you called, or did you go to the house first? Where is the house? I came to the house first. My mom has late stages Alzheimer's, and my dad is in the hospital. Okay. I left. I don't know what time. I can go back on my phone and tell you the exact times. Did you check? Okay. Did I check what? Did you check them? The, the, we got medical guys that are, that, that's, that's, that's what they're going to do, okay? Uh, what are they doing? Can they hurry? They are. Yes, sir. That, that gentleman that was out here already, he's one of the battalion chiefs, okay? How did you pull up you, from back there? I went to the house and they weren't home, which was odd. I tried to call. Okay. And then I knew they had been down here before I left to go to my mom's. Okay. And so I, that is loaded. Okay. Um, you might want to unload it. But I mean. Is this the only firearm with you? Two in, sir. 
This is the only one, or is there any more in the truck? I believe that's it. You think that's the only one? Okay. I'm 99. percent Do you normally have right. any other firearms in your vehicle? I don't, but occasionally okay. there, occasionally there's a pistol in there. Okay. Just wait right here for me for a second, okay? They are dead, aren't they? Yes, sir. That's what it, that's what it looks like. <laughs> Yeah, the police are here now. The police are here now. That's my brother. Okay. When was the last time you were here with them? Or talked to them or anything like that? Um. It was earlier tonight. I don't know the exact time, but... Okay. I left, I was probably gone an hour and a half from my mom's and I saw them about 45 minutes before that. Okay. I rode around with Paul for two hours this afternoon in the, in the pickup truck. That's your son, Paul? Okay. Somebody going to check them? Yes, sir, they, they've already checked them. <laughs> they did check them? Yes, sir. It's official that they're dead? Yes, sir, that's what it looks like. Mm. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <clears throat> Gotta call her parents. What, what's what's her name? Her name is Maggie Murdoch. Margaret Brandstetter Murdoch. How you doing? What's her birthday? Um. Nine fifteen sixty eight. Okay, and what's your son's first name? You said Paul. Paul Terry Murdoch. And what's his birthday? Jason, um, if you have anybody coming through town, they can stop and pick up that tent. I see lightning off in the distance. What are they covering them up? I got some getting dressed now, Sheriff. I'll have somebody stop and grab it. Tell them they don't have to do that. They don't need to preserve what we can. <laughs> Six five three. Where's it at? I'm in town. I should try to be Delta eight because he's gonna be the only one to shout What's Paul's birthday? Tommy. Um. Um. April fourteenth. Um. Nineteen ninety nine, sir. Put it up as wide as you can. That's fine. You said ninety nine. Sir? He was born in 99. He's born April 14th, 1999. Okay. What's your What's your first name, sir? My name is Alex Richard Alexander Murdoch. Richard Alexander Murdoch? You familiar with the location? No. Hey, Cody, come around the truck and then go to the building. 
come yes, around the truck and then set of prints off the behind the trailer there. Yes. I don't know if it's from What's that? or not, but there's a set of footprints behind the trailer there too. Okay. That's how we kind of step out stay around this way here so we can step over here. Eight's gonna be the last one in and grabbing a I see uh, quite a few tire tracks in here. Were any of these you going in and out? Um, no, I came in here and I left one time and I came back. Okay. <clears throat> the rest of them, maybe. Okay. From earlier, but okay. only two were mine. Did you go out this way at all? No. Hey, hey, stay, stay here, stay here, stay here. Got a whole bunch of stuff right there. I don't want to stir. You know, that's why I'm trying to get the door here so we can kind of get around that way. Your best way is probably going to be back through those rocks because we can't get any tracks off those rocks anymore. We'll go back around the other way we just came. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Okay. I'll get that in a little bit. Then. Okay. What unit is 23 on those up? There's several of us out here. There's a long dirt driveway right next to the mailbox that says 4147 and you'll see all our lights down here at this shed thing. I think his brother. He said he was calling somebody. So. He said what? He said he was calling somebody. Okay. I'm sure he was. There's a couple of showcases right there. Yeah, those will be easy to find. I was just marking a couple of it where in the gravel it might be harder to see at some point. Y'all familiar with this family? Yes. Uh, I wasn't I, until he told I me the names. Know the name. uh, Last name later. Murdoch. I don't. Anything else you need? I don't to think there's going to be anything for me. What is that? Did I tell you? You said for Evo to do? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. Hey, watch your step. Um, the gentleman in the white shirt is the husband of her, father of him. That is Paul Murdoch. This is his mother. Paul Murdoch was that guy in the boating accident from a while back, if you remember. Yeah. yeah. Most likely. He did have a firearm whenever I pulled up. It's a shotgun. It's been secured in my vehicle. Well, you've heard the 911 call. You've heard the first officer's interaction with Alex Murdov showing up at Odette the uh, hunting lodge slash dog kennels where the murder took place murders took place and now I want to play a little bit of um, Mr. Attorney at Law on the stand during his trial and his arrogance and well, just listen Where do you go at that point? I take the chicken from Bubba. So you get up? Well, I mean, Bubba's, you know, Bubba's come out there with this chicken. I mean, he's showing us, hey, I caught this chicken. Mm -hmm. And I take the chicken from Bubba. Bubba came up to the golf cart. 
he came up by the golf cart. He came up to Maggie and I, which I was on the golf cart. She's by the golf cart. I mean, he's not coming to the golf cart, but he's coming to us. Is this during the kennel video or is this after the kennel video? Well, no, you hear Maggie say he's got a chicken. Okay. That's what she's talking about is Bubba caught a chicken. All right. All right. So is the kennel video still going on before you go get the chicken? I mean, you've heard it, correct? You've heard it in this courtroom. I don't know exactly. Um, I don't know exactly, but in close timing to Bubba coming out of those woods with the chicken, mm -hmm. I got up and took the chicken from him. Okay. Let me ask you this. Were the dogs barking and carrying on or going out into the woods or acting like they sensed somebody was around that they didn't know? Were the dogs acting like there was somebody around that they didn't know? Yeah, like dogs do. No. There, no, they there, weren't. There was nobody there was no around problem. that the dogs didn't know. Okay. Dogs didn't, didn't, to your indication, sense anything out of the ordinary. They were just chasing after the guinea. There was nobody else around. All right. Good. For them to, to, to sense. Where do you go at that point? I take the chicken from Bubba. All right. So you get up. Well, I mean, Bubba's, you know, Bubba's come out there with this chicken. I mean, he's showing us, hey, I caught this chicken. And I take the chicken from Bubba. He came up by the golf cart. He came up to Maggie and I, which I was on the golf cart. She's by the golf cart. I mean, he's not coming to the golf cart, but he's coming to us. Is this during the kennel video or is this after the kennel video? Well, no, you hear Maggie say he's got a chicken. That's what she's talking about is Bubba caught a chicken. All right. All right. So is the kennel video still going on before you go get the chicken? I mean, you've heard it, correct? You've heard it in this courtroom. I don't know exactly. Um, I don't know exactly, but in close timing to Bubba coming out of those woods with the chicken, mm -hmm. I got up and took the chicken from him. Okay. Let me ask you this. Were the dogs... Barking and carrying on or going out into the woods or acting like they sensed somebody was around that they didn't know? Were the dogs acting like there was somebody around that they didn't know? Yeah, like dogs do. No. There, no, they there, weren't. There was nobody there was no around problem. that the dogs didn't know. Okay. Dogs didn't, didn't, to your indication, sense anything out of the ordinary. They were just chasing after the guinea. There was nobody else around All right. Good. for them to, to, to sense. All right. But you're saying you couldn't hear blackout shots, supposedly, but you could hear that, correct? I didn't say I couldn't hear blackout shots, but I'm saying that I thought when, when I got up from taking a nap, if I took a nap, but when I got up from laying down, mm -hmm. as I was getting ready to go to my mom's, there was a point in time where I thought Maggie and Paul had come back. You also told them that you thought you heard a wildcat, but maybe it was a person or something like that as well? No, that's not what I said. What did you say then? I said when I went outside that... There's a, a, a house cat that's, a, that's gone wild, and he hangs around. He goes from hanging around the shop, goes from hanging around the house different times. You might, and, and there'll be times you don't see him. 
and he had been around the house. And when I went outside, I believed that cat was over there. Okay. And you made a point of mentioning I that never, to law enforcement. I never thought it was a person. All right. But you made a point of mentioning that to law enforcement, correct? Uh, other than lying to them about going to the kennel, I was cooperative in every aspect of this investigation. Very cooperative, except for maybe the most important fact of all, that you were at the murder scene with the victims just minutes before they died, right? I did not tell them that I went to the kennel. In the course of discussing it, I did tell them that. But you never told them all this new story that you've constructed in light of this trial, is that correct? I did not tell them that I went to the kennel. I lied about that. And at the same time, you also looked at this jury and tried to tell them that you had been cooperative in this investigation. You're telling this jury that that's what happened and you were back at the house at 849 and you lay down on the couch and doze for a second and then you were up with more steps in a shorter time period than you had done all day. Well, I mean, your number is 849. What I'm telling this jury is that I went down there and when I took that chicken from Bubba, I would have said something to Mags, I got back on that golf cart and I drove back to my house. After getting back to my house, I went inside and in short order, I went to the couch. That's what I'm telling this jury. Did you go anywhere else in the house? Mr. Waters, I can't tell you specifically about that. I, I don't think so, but I may have. Did you have that tan blackout and a 12-gauge shotgun on that golf cart when you drove down there? No. You didn't? No. Did you see them when you were down there? No. No. So we got... You back around 8.49 and you're leaving at 9.02, correct? And you didn't see any weapons down there. You just happened to be back there. You didn't hear anything at all. Did you hear anything at all, Mr. Murdoch, during that time period? No, I did not. You didn't? Didn't you tell law enforcement that you thought you heard them pull up? Didn't you tell law enforcement that? I did. Why would he even think to lie about that if he were an innocent man? Why would he even think about that? But he got on the stand, and he told you a story, and we're going to talk more about that story in a minute. But his story was was that he didn't want to go down there, and then he went down there, and, and he went down there really quick and got care of the chicken and went straight back, and he can't remember anything about what he talked about with Maggie. He can't remember their conversation at dinner, but he's, he's dadgum sure about the fact that he went down there and went straight back. But even if you give him the benefit of the doubt, his story doesn't make sense. Because that kennel video is 50 seconds, it's over at 8.45.45. Even if you give him the benefit of the doubt that he could take care of the chicken and maybe the fastest dog and chicken chase ever, and put that chicken up and not say a word to Maggie and Paul and get on that golf cart and drive all the way back to the house, where does that put you? It puts you right at 8.49. At which point he claims he went inside and he managed to doze for a second. Then he's up at 9.02, perhaps the quickest nap ever. It doesn't make sense, ladies and gentlemen. It's a, a new story to fit facts he can no longer deny. From a person who not a single person who was close to him knew who he really was. Not a single person close to him hadn't been lied to by this man. 
And I will submit to you that this one is the most blatant one yet. And we'll talk more about that in a second. You heard that Maggie had no defensive wounds. You also heard Paul sibling from that first shot, a close range shot with no indication that he detected a threat from the person who fired that weapon. And why? Because it was him. Same with Maggie. Because Maggie sees what happens and she comes running over there, running to her baby. Probably the last thing on her mind, thinking that it was him who had done this, she's running to her baby. While he's gotten picked up the blackout and opens fire at close range, again with no defensive wounds. And she takes those two shots that you heard Dr. Reber say were parallel, and it crumples her over. In those cases, you can see them move around. Takes that shot that goes through here. And she goes down flat. And then there's the shot in the back of the head. All right, well, we started the story out with just a few youngins, a few young people, a few young bucks. Just going out trying to do some, some might say, harmless <laughs> underage drinking, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway. Well, from what it started out to be, to this big, huge fucking disaster that Alex, Richard Alex... Alexander has uh, created. We mentioned a uh, Stephen Smith 19 found a few miles away from the Murdoch home. It's initially been called as a hit and run and had trauma to the head. Well, Sandy Smith, his mother, created a GoFundMe account which raised $100,000. She put up $35,000 to go to a reward for anybody that has any information leading to her son Stephen's murder. It's been ruled a homicide after the second autopsy anyway. So with that one classified as a homicide, um, anyway, anyway, between Stephen Smith and uh, there was connections with uh, Murdoch again, and uh, this one was Buster, but Buster said they, they pretty much knew each other. Buster says he's been through enough. Has nothing to do with Stephen's death or anything else. His brothers, his moms, or his father. Fucking going mental and taking out his mother and brother. But it won't be the last year of Alex. I don't think he has like 60-some charges still pending everything from theft of client settlements that his law firm represented to this person or taking money from the law firm and using it for personal use or the assassin for hire hillbilly assassin for hire it's like the trailer park boys going out there we got this we got this here's the thing I'll take you out <laughs> yeah you just give me like 50 bucks I'll do it yeah I don't talk about it but I'll do it oh yeah 50 bucks Usually that's for a $25 deposit, but for you, I like you, man. I just, I'll do it for 50 bucks. <laughs> One crackhead gives him 50 bucks to another crackhead that sticks in his arm. 
And I said, oh shit, I was supposed to do something today, wasn't I? Oh yeah. I was gonna go shoot that one dude. Um, yeah. You dumb son of a bitch, you're supposed to kill me. Fuck, you're lucky I wasn't even there. I forgot about it, man. Yeah, so he wanted life insurance policy to do, what, $10 million, something like that. He wanted to leave for his son. The only one he had remaining, he wanted to give give the world to him. Because he took the other one, took the world from the other one. Fucking nut job. So his home and his belongings have also been sold at uh, a state auction. And there was a value that it sold for, but about $530,000. We'll go to Buster. And there was, or has been, um, legal cases pending on the whole Murta group, including Buster. But they figure Buster's been through enough to let him off the hook. So yeah, either way, that's, uh, that's here for Busta. He's been uh, busted lately. Busta ain't busting the rhymes, I'll tell you that much. So yeah, won't be here in... That won't be the last we hear from... No, that, that's not going to be the last of Alex. Alex is into some shit. Every plan he had was fucking dumber than the next. I got an idea. Here's what we're going to do. Remember that time I gave you like $2.4 million for drugs and all this other stuff and we're going to we're gonna become King Prince? How's that working out? Is that guy... Oh, he's coming back with my money? Oh... Oh, he had to take, you know, he had to take the long way back. Oh, the cartels were, oh, let me see, okay. Well, he should be back here any, any, any minute, really. All right. I was doing a um, little trivia thing, and I was stuck on one thing, then I came to me and figured it out. What is 182 teeth and holds back a monster? Answer is my zipper. So I wanted to say a couple more real quick things about this, uh, Alex. It's what I took away from these, this whole, it's not even an entire turn of events, but this whole night of with the boating that turned into another thing and another thing and probably another thing and Alex Murtaugh 911 call please help me my wife my son they've been shot my babies hey, people don't like that little bastard down yonder he's lying right there beside his brains that's right yeah his brains I see his brains that's what he said that's his victim his victim acting, his role, role of victim. That's first take. Officer, oh my lord, what happened here? The first officer or deputy, whatever it is on scene. Okay, from the 911 call to the first sheriff or officer, deputy, 
whatever that shows up. With the body cam on, you still have the audio. So, his new victim card is, Oh my lord, what happened here? Oh lord, I can't look. Is he bleeding? Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm just a pussy. Is he covering them up? Oh, oh no, oh no. Did you check? Did you check? I know I just said that my husband's or my my, my son's brains were all over the all over right next to him. But did you check? Oh my! I gotta make some calls. I gotta call her daddy, Mags, Megs, Mugs, Mugsy. We call each other with all these silly names. My son might be still alive though. I swear that fucker didn't work anyways. His brain, yeah, that was beside him. So if it don't fucking work anyway, trust me, I know him. So maybe he won't check his pulse. And finally, lie. If your son and your wife, you're gonna remember being traumatized by just walking to check the dogs. I thought I heard a car. No, I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't even hear gunshots. But I can't. I didn't say I couldn't. Yeah, that's all the lies I've heard. Anyway, finally to lie, to lie about, to say that, um, you had to make sure you pointed out to me. I was with my son for two hours in his pick-em-up truck. <laughs> yeah, my pick-em-up truck. Yep. Yeah. Cruise down a pick-em-up truck. Right there, that one over there. Yeah. My son, the one that's missing the brains now. Yeah, yeah him. It was two hours. Two, two, two. Did you get that? Okay. This one made... Oh, my God. I got to make some calls. <laughs> Call my brother. Hey, it's Maggie. They're dead. Well, did you... Did they find out your stupid ass probably did it? Oh, no. They're here right now. <laughs> they're here right now. Stupid. I said, did... They realize your dumbass probably did it. Oh, I know who it was. It was that family that my my son fucked over, and then walked away from it like he's he's gonna get he's gonna get spanking. He'd be fine. How rude they'd be. They punched him. Well, yeah. What what's 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 the what have they done? Well, I know they hit him. They throw shit at him. Lunch class, whenever it's hot chilly day, he won't go into cafeteria. Tell you what. Go through a whole gallon of laundry detergent trying to get that chili out of his fucking clothes. So, yeah. Why would you lie about before the shooting? Even being down there with them or anything. Well, say, see, well... What happened now? What happened was, it's a long story. A few months ago, my dipshit son. So I'm gonna lie about that. Then I'm gonna remember. Oh yeah, you got my steps off my cell phone. <laughs> How about that? For all the cell phones and all the traps now. Like, if you're gonna go out and fucking murder your family. Shouldn't have a heads up that hey this happens or they can do this with your phone or they can do this with your phone But for the ones that don't intend for that certain screw to Get stripped or pop loose or whatever the hell and don't ever really want to just 
conflict harm a wife or a child. But lie, lie about why. Why would you need to? Why would you want to? You'd want to have the closure. Like who the fuck did it? Find out who did it, why, and I, and then become all of a sudden you're like take a couple deep breaths in and you open your eyes again. You're fucking Liam Neeson from all the movies, the Taken movies, where his daughter keeps getting taken. This guy's not really a great father because he keeps losing his daughter. But the movies have been pretty good though. He's always losing his kid and he's always got to go save him. That's what I'd be suiting up like Liam Neeson. Find the one the little bastard did it. Can't really say, but he was in so much legal trouble beyond all the this piece of shit is 60 some charges, I believe. So his attitude, his arrogance, cockiness, his entitlement, sense of entitlement, talking to the jury, talking down to the jury. That's what got him. Next week, it is going to be about some more sh- school shootings. Stay tuned. Check it out. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode. As always, thanks for listening. I encourage you to leave a voicemail. Leave a voicemail with questions, comments, or anything you'd like. I'll go over some during shows. It is 641-715-3900, extension 863-615, followed by the pound sign. That is 863-615, followed by the pound sign. Also, don't forget to check out the website, www.zipperlineent.com. Again, thank you, and have a great week. Goodbye.